0: man stop laughing serious matter (laughs) oh let's keep talking about COVID yeah I know we're all sick of it but uh you know it was the topic of our last episode and we uh we got to review it for some feedback yeah we haven't been talking about this at all oh no definitely not plus you know there's a lot of problems to be solved still so I don't think we'll solve them but uh we'll we'll talk about a few
1: things yeah we can talk about (laughs) give the smart people out there some ideas all right well let's get at it I think we you know a little bit more serious than our typical covid discussion so yeah
0: well yeah, yeah you gotta have some fun too i don't know uh let's talk about some highlights though from from episode three with andre uh i guess first off just thanks for all the listeners that was awesome yeah.
1: people hopefully really, everyone enjoyed the virtual thing because i don't know i don't know if people would have known if they just listened on the the podcast yeah uh, probably but, not but it worked out pretty well i think yeah, at least yeah i think it went really well i mean and also the youtube uh did really well so yeah that's uh, cool if
0: people haven't checked it out yet so uh, there was a Good smart up. guy we interviewed, his name is Andre Schutten, and uh, he had some things yeah. to say, so check yeah. it out. Plus he had a really attractive headset on, so go that's, check that out. Andrew. That's true, that's true, <laughs> if you're in it for the visuals, that's it. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's give the people some meat and potatoes here. Um, right. So some highlights, I thought the conscientious objection point that Andre talked about, um, there was some room for that in, in certain bylaws, maybe not the Hamilton one in particular, but you could read it into it potentially, yeah. But he made a really good point uh, about not being dishonest with that uh, conscientious objection. Yeah, like you know, you don't want to be going yeah. into church lying.
1: Yeah, in light of the ninth commandment, it mostly. can't just yeah. be some yeah. some
0: throwaway like, ah, oh, I'm sick of COVID and you know, screw this. Like, yeah. let's just go to church and not wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Like you you could take a principled stance, right? Um, it, but yeah, you can't just be a cavalier about it.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the difference between like having a real objection and then. You know (laughs) just you know yeah Yeah, so that was that's a tough one i think for a lot of people and i think like his first video i I think a lot of people really targeted him for that um which i think he cleared up pretty well yeah uh, with with what he said so i mean he was really clear with everything he said so it doesn't give us a whole lot of you know critique here so
0: <laughs> yeah it, it was encouraging though like it was a lot more i think a nuanced conversation and i hope people learn
1: from it i mean i i got some good feedback i think you did too yeah, for
0: sure people enjoyed it so that was awesome to hear
1: yeah 100 so the other what i what i took out like um it was near it was near the end of the podcast but he he talked about his discussion with ken whiskey um i guess ken came up with this this analogy but and maybe analogies aren't perfect the way we you know we talk about yeah. in the podcast too but uh, uh he said um, if you're in a bus careening off a road and the bus driver says, you know, sit down, um, you're, you're best off to do that, to listen. Uh, it's in your best interest to do that. Um, but at some point, the bus is at the bottom of a cliff and you're sitting with, um, you know, you're sitting with a bunch of people and and maybe you're not hurt. And at some point, um, the bus driver telling you to stay yeah, you isn't gotta, a practical you get off. instruction. You yeah. have to leave. And so we, we related that back to COVID where, where, you know, at some point, maybe the government saying, wear masks, you know, socially distanced, um, and then the implications that has in the church, at some point that reaches a breaking point. And then we have to, you know, use our Christian freedom and say, look at like, we're we're being cooperative, but this is overreach or this is, you know, mm-hmm. getting to a point where, you know, this is affecting how we worship and, and things like that. So um, there wasn't really a way like we could solve that. And, and uh, we've had a hundred conversations about this. And the trouble is there, there's really no hard line to draw on. Like, Okay, like where? What stat? Like, how
0: many lives are you going to do this at? Like, it's when you're dealing with public policy, it's it's always a series of trade offs, right? So on the one hand, you have obviously all the COVID patients and, and victims, and so the the impact from that. But on the other side, I mean, we've seen loneliness is, is super on the rise. Yeah, a lot of mental health issues, uh, which you know stems from partly uh, the loneliness. Yeah. Um. You know, like people are suffering from yeah. not being able to get uh, surgeries.
1: Not yeah, like surgeries just, too. That's huge the strain on the well. I say the maybe even the phantom strain on the uh, the healthcare system because there hasn't been the the strain that they were expecting, which is good, which, which is, is really great. Good. But, but because they've been preparing for that wave, it's actually caused other things to know, get bumped to get bumped, and then you know that does have implications. And as people, it's way harder to put a finger on because it's like, you know, when when does that become a problem? Like, mm. you know, it's hard to tell what health problems are a problem, <laughs> you know, you're not getting a transplant. Well, what, you know, what problem does that have? So I guess we we talked about it and then we kind of like flushed that example of the bus a little further out. And we thought like, so in the example of COVID, it's like, you know, you're in this bus, the government says, stay. this is how you, you stay in your stay seat. In the bus. Right, and we said, okay, that makes sense. Now, board. are we at the bottom of the cliff? First of all, maybe like- Hard to say. You can, you'll bring out some stats in a minute, but like, um, if we're at the bottom of the cliff, at some point we have to get up and leave. And also what if there was someone hurt in the bus? What if the bus was like smoldering and, and could burst into flames, which is like the implication we just, dis, we discussed and like, that's kind of brings in like, at some point this is damaging our society or damaging the way we worship in church, or it's damaging people's lives and loneliness and, and mental health and stuff like that. So at what point does that implication outweigh, um, outweigh COVID. you know, the bus driver saying, Hey, stay in your seat, right? It's like, yeah, The government can say that, but are they weighing everything? And then as a church, do we have, um, you know, a need? Is there, you know, or is it our jurisdiction to say, okay, well, actually there's, there's many lonely people in our community. You know, we feel like we need to get them help. Yeah. This is hindering our ability yeah.
0: to, to care for our elderly
1: people in the yeah. church. I mean, it's not an answer, but yeah. Uh, and just like in the podcast, like Andre's, you know, it's, he's very hesitant to give any kind of definitive answer because it really is. Something that's very gray. It's like, you know, well, is okay. this is this overreach? Well, yeah, you know, it's it's really tough to say. Like, I was
0: we were researching for this episode, and I mean, it's it's a tricky topic, obviously. And I am glad we've been able to, for, for the vast majority, have positive engagement on this topic. Yep. But just looking at some of the stats, like, okay, so Ontario, we've had forty thousand cases so far uh, that have been documented. Thirty six thousand three hundred have recovered. Twenty seven hundred people have died from COVID. Um across Canada it's 120,000 cases. Uh this is or when are we shooting this August 11th today. Uh 106 have recovered and 9,000 people approximately have died. Now, today they just announced there's only been 33 new cases today Canada or Ontario. No, 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 Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. So going back to Ontario. So the point being is, you know, there has been for sure an impact and there is a reason why we've been doing all these pandemic measures. However, the trend is going downward. Yep. So which is very encouraging. And that means the measures are having an impact, which is yep. awesome because yep. it would suck to do all this for for no impact.
1: Yeah. And you, and you can't discount what's been done either. So you you on one hand, you have to be skeptical. On the other hand, you have to be very appreciative of, of everybody and the government saying, hey, we should wear a mask because it's clearly having an effect. Yeah. Right. It's This isn't this isn't trending up still. It's trending down. And that's like maybe they got on it at the right time. So. So this is a feedback episode and I want to bring in two pieces of feedback we
0: received that I thought were interesting. Um, the one uh, points out, the uh, the listener points out that, okay, so for churches, uh, we got, uh, well, first we couldn't go to church at all. And then we got the permission here in Ontario to get 30% capacity. We have to socially distance, but we could still go to church. You know, you take turns, different words, whatever. And we can hopefully, you know, once a Sunday, you're still able to get to church and, and worship with some of the, some of the church. And then we went to phase three, and we didn't get any increase in capacity, but we had additional regulation. Now you have to wear masks. Now, so people, some people are like, "Oh, great! Like we're on board. Like this is safety." Other people balked at it and said, "Like this is overreach," and you know that's obviously where this whole discussion stems from. Um, but regardless of whether you think it's a good or bad thing or somewhere in between, like we went from step two uh, to step three, we gained nothing other than further regulation. But the health trend for, for uh, COVID has been going down stat wise. So at a certain point, like the church is going to have to say like, look, like we've been playing the game here. We've been cooperating. We want to see everybody as healthy as possible. On the one hand, COVID patients, on the other hand, loneliness, mental health, other people needing surgeries.
1: Like the government does have to make a decision here. Right. And we've talked about, um, and we mostly talked about in the episode, um, it's a, you know, if if this is overreach, do we disobey? But that's not really the only discussion. And I think Audrey touched on it a little bit was like, you also can engage with your elected officials, municipally, municipally. That's a tough one. Yeah, Um provincially, provincially, and federally. Like, yep. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's risen to federal, but at least your, your municipal um, leaders, uh, leaders, because yep. you know they they're the ones making this bylaw, and Bears, they're the ones, counselors, yeah. and and MDPs. that's that is yep. an impact that a church can have, right? If if they decide, well, hey, look at like. We have been playing, you know, playing along here and this is it, it's had an effect, but we feel like, you know, either masks or, you know, raising the capacity um, requirement or, or or something like that would be more in line with what we believe would be effective. We will also police at the door and we can do all sorts of things and, and coming to your leaders with a plan. And I think that's like that's, that's something that that could really have an effect, especially if, you know, churches in a community get together and, and then approach Totally. You you could, uh, you could really have a positive
0: impact. Like if, for example, like the church is one of the most important social institutions. Uh, Like if you're looking at it from the government's point of view. So if a church came or a group of churches came to the government and were like, look, like we're, we're hoping to, to increase our worship capacity. Um, You know, thankful for all the efforts you've done on COVID to reduce uh, this pandemic. Um, we know there's a large problem with loneliness and, and mental health, especially among the elderly population. Yeah. Uh, we're wondering if, if there's room for us to help out. Uh, maybe we can, you know, I don't know, do this safely, but bring meals or organize socially distanced gatherings or, or yeah. something to get the seniors in the neighborhood together. Or, like right. I'm sure there's a, a number of different activities or, or things you could do
1: to uh, just boost morale and, and get people together and connect yeah. people. Yeah, I okay. think it's a lost opportunity if, if an organization like. A non-denominal organization in the community like say like the YMCA or something would do, would, do, would it do that yeah. yeah and and you know that that's somewhere where you know the church could have been a leader the church could have said hey like you know we don't need to just disobey there are other routes that you know we could go and yeah. and to approach your uh, elected officials and be like hey you know how about this yep. because they're not necessarily daily thinking about your church but you are especially as leaders in the church so it's uh yeah.
0: And uh, one other uh, piece of feedback I want to keep in mind too, like we have to consider the position, uh, the church's actions put, uh, Christian healthcare workers in mm-hmm. who are, who are on the front lines in the hospitals. Um, cause they have to follow all the, the rules and regulations, whether they like it or not, so they can work and, and keep people safe there. So we have to, I think, uh, or we, I say we, but even just uh, church leaders, whoever listening to this have to be cognizant of the fact that, uh, whatever the church decides to do, like you, uh, there's many people out there who works as nurses and as doctors and whatnot. So
1: yeah, and we had some really good feedback on that. Like I think we looked at it really strictly from a political standpoint because yeah. that's I mean that's where Andre Arpa is. is and Andre yeah, yeah, is and, yeah. and and that's the realm they work in. And um, but I think there are many other ways to look at this. Like if you're looking at it from a relational viewpoint or like yeah from um, an, a neighborly viewpoint in your church. Um, how do you react to somebody who wants to wear a mask how do you react to someone who doesn't want to wear a mask how um do you understand where they're coming from like you know maybe you don't want to wear a mask because you honestly have a conscientious objection to this you yep. believe that um and he touched on this you believe that it's it's a sinful thing to perpetuate say a lie that you know maybe this isn't as big a deal as everyone's making it out to be in yep. and, and you may have someone in your life where if you're wearing a mask that is perpetuating fear to that person and people don't think that personally, I don't think I mean, I was definitely guilty of this. And, and there was some feedback that I was like, wow, okay, yeah, right. I should really think personally about this. When I see someone not wearing a mask, I should say, maybe their circumstance requires them, or encourage them not to wear a mask. Yep. And then, you know, you also have the other side, which I think is more common with like healthcare workers and stuff like that, as you said, um, where they are required to wear a mask, if they don't want to, you know, if they don't want to Get closer than six feet. That's there's a reason for that. They it, it comes they, down. Yeah, they they have to. Um, they're being told in in their work environment, and if they, if they you know say go against that because you know maybe personally they don't really care. Their jobs at risk. Well, the or, or the patient's or people's at risk. lives are at risk. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. So it's like you know you don't want to step over that line, and then you also have to be we have to be very conscious of that, but then also you know very loving in, co- in the it, way that we deal with it. That. Comes
0: down to what Andre said at the end. There, it's uh, we all need to. To show some grace, show some yeah. love, and you know whether you're you're pro mask or anti mask. If it's not really a binary per se, but you know there's lots of positions in the middle there too. Yeah. Um. Just just show some grace and respect for everybody, and yeah, you can. There's a lot of different room for opinion on the subject. So. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. So I think. I uh, mean, I don't think we're gonna solve anything. Just. Uh,
0: no, but I think the middle road is is. Uh, A, just starting with respect and then B, uh, engaging in productive conversation with your elected officials instead of either blindly following along or um, uh, developing a, yeah, a negative attitude and saying like, uh, to heck with this, like we don't, the government's just trying to take over the church or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, having a negative view of anybody's view is like, you know, this is such a gray area that if you, if you think it's black and white, well then. We just may have to have a little look at it, right? It's just... With a bit of wisdom, the church can use this
0: to be, uh, I think, winsome in the community. And, and, you know, we're going to be talking, actually, uh, we should mention this to Ian Wildeboer. Yeah. Pastor Ian is going to be on uh, the next episode. We'll be talking about the missional church. And I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get into it there too. But this is a a fantastic opportunity for the church to engage the community and to help people who are suffering in this,
1: you know, once in a lifetime situation. Right. And there's, I mean, there's different contexts too, right? Like we touched on that a little bit, but a missional context is, is is almost totally different than, you know, a church where you're not expecting that or your outreach isn't as, as obvious, maybe say, I don't know. Um, if there's people walking into all the churches in our denomination on a regular basis, right? Yeah. But if your, your church is really, really targeting those people and, and leaving room in your church for those people and, and hoping that this is a time where you can help nurture the community or help you know help these uh, lonely people you know come through and then also see see the gospel in in their lives you know you know during this time like there's there's definitely um room room for difference even even across like specific church church sure, communities yeah. right there's, so there's lots of room <laughs> hopefully yeah hopefully i don't know how much we want to touch on in that episode but we're hoping to talk about mission and and um ian wildebor's uh, context um at mercy and then what, maybe, to, maybe his uh, relation and also what he did at PNG and yeah. how that how that relates and then, you know, maybe what he can teach us and what he can teach everybody on, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm very excited, excited about it. I'm yeah. very excited about it. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm also very excited to stop talking about COVID. Yeah, but, uh, it's,
0: uh, it's becoming a bit dry. So we yep. hope, uh, yeah, you guys will just engage in productive dialogue and, you know, hit us up if uh, you have more feedback and let us know what
1: you think. Yeah, and, and if this goes on a while, we might uh, have this, Conversation again down the road, but uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, we'll yeah. see about that. Hopefully so, for we, now, with God's grace, this will uh, this will peter out, and uh, hopefully, we can get back to normal life. Yeah,
0: so apologies for kind of the drab studio we have here. If you're watching on video, it's a little, little bland, but
1: yeah, we're uh, we're hoping to spruce it up a little bit. Yeah, too. I heard
0: there's a new podcast oh. turning up. Uh, what's that, what's it called again the bauman so living, living art living artfully yeah so i'm gonna have to have,
1: team up with them and see if we yeah. can get some good art going yeah, there's there. some we didn't we had a shout out and uh we had to cut it out because we we introduced ian too early uh, uh, our schedules didn't quite coincide but ian was also on Tyrannis hall which we were going to shout out yeah. um Tyrannis halls um very interesting winston, winston and, and winston bosch winston and Bosch, winston and, and, and building um, are are uh doing a missional type um podcast so in you know, great lots of uh, good YouTube views on that one so uh, also another one to check out yeah, yeah
0: definitely so. for sure yeah so I think uh yeah also shout out photographer Tim in the studio today yeah if shots you're hearing little
1: clicks in the background yeah maybe so. we'll try cut them out but we'll see
0: ah whatever it's uh keeps it authentic you know so it's if you be, see our Instagram game getting getting upped, uh, oh if, this if you're doing? sick
1: of our two thumbnail pictures that we snapped on yeah. our phone you know
0: I'm out. out here looking like Bob the Tomato in yeah. this hot, hot room. So yeah, if you can avoid that. That'd be good. Start getting a bit more professional here. Yeah. So. Right on. I think without that, uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there for yeah. the feedback episode. Thanks again, folks, for listening and all your support. It's uh, it's been fantastic. Hope to keep uh, having real conversations, and uh, that's about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. stuff. All right. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk. To send us your feedback, email us at reformedrealtalk at gmail.com. Go to our website at realtalkpodcast.ca or follow us on social media on Facebook or Instagram at Realtalk under the handle reformedrealtalk if you're searching for us and leave us your comments or questions there. We look forward to your feedback as this is what helps us grow as a community and have real conversations. This show was produced by Lucas Holtfleur and Tyler Vanderwood. The music is provided by Calvin Hutton. And that's it for now, folks. Keep having real conversations. We hope you were informed and inspired by this episode. Till next time. Bye-bye.